When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Friday, March 3rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Free agency was available for the first time in the NWSL, and the Kansas City Current proved to be a popular destination. They signed a handful of players, most notably Dabinia, the Brazilian star who played for the North Carolina Courage last season. That strengthened the team that played in the league championship game a year ago. On today's Sports Beat KC, beat writer Daniel Sperry discusses the current offseason moves and how it sets up the third year franchise. Should be a big year for the current, who are in their new training facility and are a year away from their new stadium in downtown Kansas City. Okay, let's get started talking Kansas City Current. Daniel Sperry's with us. We're here to talk Kansas City Current. Daniel, we, we have not talked about the current <clears throat> throughout um, uh, the, the offseason, so not since their very successful run to finish the, the 2022 year, but so much has happened with the current. I think a good place to start is the free agency, the acquisitions. I, I, I don't think it can be um, – I, I don't think it's an understatement to say that the current won the free agency period – for the NWSL. First of all, it's the first time the league has had a free agency period. Yeah. So the the inaugural champion of that is the Kansas City Current. First of all, before we go into the the signees, why did that that happen this year? What was it about um, uh, the structure that allowed NWSL to to create a free agency period? Yeah. So um, much like, I mean, MLS, I think about it, they went a really long time without ever having free agency and just finally within the last five, six years have been able to unlock that for players. The NWSL Players Association fought very hard for that in their collective bargaining agreements with the league. And um, this was the first, this will be the first year under the new CBA at the end of last year's league uh, year. So, <laughs> you know, that new CBA in place for them allows that free agency period to open up. And uh, I think it's a good thing because it gives players a little bit more control over their situation. And um, I think free agency, uh, while it creates a little bit, and in my opinion, I think it can create a bigger disparity between um, the bottom of the table and the top of the table because you've given those players the control what also happens is you've created greater competition and now teams are forced to spend the type of money that the current are teams are forced to compete teams are forced to outbid for players you know look into some of the facilities we've heard from a lot of the signings that was some of the biggest you know deal breaker for them and the atmosphere here the 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 drive to be great but at the same time be be uh, one of the best women's club, women's pro sports, you know, organizations in the world. And so that the CBA allowed for that and the current happily took advantage. Yeah. So yeah. Deal making is uh, Kansas city took full advantage of that. 
their ownership group really invested in, um, in in this team, this organization, the city. And you're right. I listened to some of the press conferences of, of these free agent signees and, and they all talked about how, you know, how it was um, the attraction of the, the stadium being built, the, the, the women's, the, the first, you know, stadium built specifically for a women's team. And, um, and the training facility as well. So let's let's go down the list. I guess for me, the headliner is uh, Dabinia, and uh, yeah. how could she not be right? You look at some of her. Right. You look at her clips on YouTube. She does things with yeah. the you know with the <laughs> soccer ball that you just don't see. I mean, it's it's amazing yeah. what she what she does. She played. Correct me if I'm wrong. Played for the North Carolina team, right? Courage recently. Yeah. She's a six year uh, veteran of NWSL. And now she's coming to Kansas City. What um, what does yeah. she bring? Well, you talk about those YouTube clips. I mean, her uh, her her like idol as players is one Marta, her teammate with the Brazilian national team, uh, very well known for her flair and trickery. But you also have uh, you know Ronaldinho. Uh, Ronaldinho is one of the greatest um players uh, on the dribble i think ever um the type of ball control that he had the type of um trickery the ability to faint of hips and explode and do all that kind of stuff mixed with the the step overs and the skill moves and the some of the things that have made his game uh so well i mean that's that's her inspiration so um i it is a incredible get for the current um I, I'll tell you this. I was texting with somebody from the team um, when uh, there was a player that they were after. Um, her name, she's a Haitian player. Her name is Melchi de Mornay. Um, she was one of the most sought after international players uh, in the world. Um, and the current lost out on her to a team in France, um, to Olympic Lyon, who's the arguably the largest women's club in the world. Um, <clears throat> and I, I had texted, uh, you know, someone in their organization and I said, well, just got to go get Dabinia now. And the the funny thing is, in the background, they were already working on finishing the deal with Dabinia when I sent that text. They were like, how did he How did he find out about this already? It was a blind shot in the dark. So um, it, 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 was, it, it, it was a funny thing. Um, a lot of people were expecting maybe Orlando, who a uh, very heavy Brazilian population down there. Um, Marta plays there. Kaká played there uh, on the men's side for MLS. Um, so there's already kind of that draw there um, it, within NWSL. But the current beat everyone to it. And you know, she talked a lot about joy. Um, and I wrote an article about it this week, though. But um, she talked a lot about how joy is such a big part of her game. Um, and to see the way the current play with joy and freedom and all that stuff. Um, that's also something that she she wants to have as well. And so I think when she sees that, when people see what's going on on the outside, they are going, they want that. And especially a player like Davinia, she can bring that. So you'll see her a little bit more. She won't be a, like a true striker. Um, she wears the number nine for Brazil, but she's not really a true striker in that sense. She is going to probably pay, play underneath one or two of the strikers that um, they choose to play with, whether it's Michelle Cooper, Kristen Hamilton, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is it, you know, even Mimi Larson, one of their other international free agent signings, that's going to be kind of her role as more of a number 10, a creator, 
Um, she wants the ball at her feet. She wants to either take the shot or make the final pass. And it's a pretty trustworthy person to have on the ball in the final third that's making those key decisions for you. Heck yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll get to Michelle Cooper in a little bit, the the, the draft, yeah. the draft selection, but let's <clears throat> let's uh let's continue on with these free agents. Uh the um you know, it's like Chicago transferred to Kansas City here. Um yeah. a couple of uh, a couple of Chicago players, uh Morgan I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Good. Yeah, Morgan Gautreaux. Gautreaux. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, uh, Vanessa D. Bernadine. Uh, uh, Bernardo, yeah. D. Bernardo, thank you. Bernardo. Uh, yeah. Thank no you. No problem. Um, yeah, yeah well, so I, about, did, did they come as a package deal or? No, and it's funny if you talk, if you ask them about it, they'll they'll say, you know, they talk. They're good, fr very good friends. They played midfield partners there for the Red Stars for a long time. Um, and they were talking after they had started the free agency stuff and both of them realized, whoa, we really like Kansas City. Uh, and we really we're, we're both actually kind of pretty deep in this conversation thing. So um, I think Vanessa was the one that was closest to sign first. And then Morgan Gautreaux, um, you know, hopped back into it as well and and, and made her move out here. Um, you know, Gautreaux's been a little bit more traveled around the league. Um, she can play and, you know, uh, the most, I honestly, most U.S. soccer fans uh, will remember her more as Morgan Bryan uh, playing for the 2015 World Cup champions and even in 2019 before she got married. So I think that that's one where I think a lot of people are, would be like, wait, that's who that is. Um, if they're not deeply in tune to, you know, like, you know, Mal Mallory Pugh for the women's national team, her last name is now Swanson because she married Dansby Swanson of uh, the Chicago Cubs. And so now everyone's like, wait, who the heck is this Swanson person? Oh, wait, that was Mal Pugh. Um, so same thing with Morgan Gautreaux. Um, both of them just bring a really calm presence on the ball in the midfield that I don't think the current had at times. Um, a little bit helter-skelter. They were one of the lowest passing percentage teams in the league last season. Percentage-wise, possession was uh, relatively on the lower end, and they had a lot of turnovers um, in that midfield. And so I think putting players who are a little bit more careful on the ball um, uh, into that midfield at times, I think will help uh, the current with the players now that they have at their disposal. Um, those two players are going to be really big for the current. Um, and I think they were two of the first, you know, free agent signings in the league, but um, two massive gets. Um, but it seemed like Chicago also was on on a fire sale because I think their entire midfield pretty much went elsewhere between San Diego, L.A. and Kansas City, which not surprising. Those are the three clubs that a lot of players want to be at right now. Vanessa was pretty emphatic about uh, the, the facilities and the, yeah. and the stadium. That was really cool to hear. And. You know, it's funny when uh, when you and I and Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell were out, uh, you know, at, at ribbon cutting ceremonies or yeah. other, you know, last year was full of them, right? For the stadium and for yeah. the facilities, <laughs> they, um, you know, the laws um, and, and front office personnel talked about, you know, the the attraction uh, the facilities will have in in, uh, in in helping build the roster. And this is mm -hmm. proof positive, right? They they, they are yeah. absolutely. Uh, they were dead on about that a year ago, and the talent that's coming into Kansas City is is pretty amazing. It started really earlier with the Swede, right? Um, yes, Hannah Gloss. I hope I'm pronouncing her name. Hanna, yeah, Hannah Gloss, correct, and Mimi Larson, the two Swedish mm -hmm. yep. um, acquisitions. Both of them uh, come from high pedigree uh, in Europe. They played with the Swedish national team. 
Uh, Mimi Larson considers herself a number nine, pretty good winger. She's got a lot of pace, um, you know, out there pretty early in the lineups that they were throwing out for their first two, first two preseason matches. Um, and then Hannah Glass is still recovering from a knee surgery and injury that she had suffered, but was with Bayern Munich and is widely regarded as one of the best outside wing backs in the world. So um, just continuing to add depth at these positions and competition there. You know, the more quality you get on a roster, the more competition for playing time, the better, the most you get out of players. But at the same time, a lot of these players are playing for their national teams. And so you've got to create that depth when the World Cup comes, because that's going to be when the World Cup comes. I mean, that's three of their Challenge Cup games are going to be during the Women's World Cup. Um, so that's uh, th that's a time where if you want to go out and win a tro opportunity to win a trophy, you've got to have the depth to do that. So. Um, they just continue to add to that. And, you know, uh, players like Hannah and, and Mimi um, kind of leading that international charge uh, that that is, I think it's something that we haven't seen a lot of teams do yet in the NWSL where they're really seeking, you know, Louisville has gone completely international. Uh, I mean, I, they have been acquired international roster spots from anybody that they, that they can and have gone out and tried to do that. A lot of players try and build through, clubs try to build through recognizable names with the women's national team. And I think the current are doing a really good job of mixing both of those and adding players like Larson and Glass, who are very particularly fitting what Potter wants to do in the roles that they can play and the abilities that they have. Yeah, you mentioned the you mentioned the schedule in the Challenge Cup. That that puts a there's a it's almost like the the, the league schedules a donut this year. They you know there's a big mm -hmm. hole in the middle of it but with the uh, you know it's almost all of July and and uh, and all of August with international yeah. competition. So that'll, that'll be pretty interesting. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Okay, let's let's talk about the draft. Uh, Michelle Cooper, the current traded up. Yeah, Michelle, did they not? Yeah, they uh, traded away Lynn Williams, who played no more than 80 minutes uh, in her current career, which I think is she had mentioned to after she got traded um, in her first interview in New York, that that was kind of tough, um, that she didn't really see it coming until she was warned that she might be traded. And then she found out in real time as with everyone else uh, for that trade to go through. And so I think it's uh, it. it for Lynn, I understand why that might be frustrating because you probably had the hopes of playing here. But for the current, 
Um, you've got a player coming off a year-long absence from an injury, uh, and you know there's questions about that, about what level she's going to come back at. I think she'll be fine, really. Um, but you know, there's questions about that. There's also um, the ceiling that is relatively unknown with Michelle Cooper, who was the consensus number one draft pick um, by clear, you know, far and away was expected to be the number one draft pick until Angel City traded up to the number one spot um, earlier in the week of the draft and acquired that pick. And then it was known that the high school prospect who's already been playing with the women's national team, Melissa Thompson, was going to completely skip college and go into the draft. And that was who they were going to take with their first pick. And it was like, okay, wow. So Cooper falls to second and the current said, we want Cooper. Um, they had her in uh, actually for about a week in the summer, um, uh, played with their, trained with them, got to check things out. They got to see what she looked like um, a little bit and uh, did the same thing with Alexa Spanstra. And so as some of these players got to come over, they got to see these draft picks and they knew that they really wanted Cooper. They were willing to go and trade up to get that second pick and get her. And so um, to have Cooper in there is huge. Um, we're talking, you know, the college soccer Heisman Trophy winner as a sophomore. Um, she has an incredible amount of goals scored, assists. She can do it all. Um, from the striker spot, she's a well-rounded player, and she's got a really powerful shot on her. Um, so I, it, it'll be a fun one to see some goalkeepers for the first time face her because I don't, I, I don't know that there's many players that have the type of power that she can get behind her shot. Um, and so, yeah, uh, an excellent player. Uh, her floor should be very good as well. Um, her ceiling is what I think they're they're really hyped about, and I think they have good reason to be as well. And it was uh, interesting to see her comments too. She was really hoping that something would work out, and and um, and she'd end up with the uh, with, with Kansas City for sure. Yeah. Um, so a couple other names I wanted to throw at you just to get updates. Uh, Desiree Scott uh, signed a one yeah. one year deal. She's coming back, and it's good to see her back. She's just a yeah. KG veteran player. You know, Canadian national team coming off the you know the gold medal. Uh, for her country, not coming off, but recently, yeah. um, it, it'll be good to see her back in a, in a current uniform. Yeah, for sure. And when that happens will be a bit of a question mark just because she did undergo knee surgery in the off season. Um, so we'll see at what point she ends up getting back. But I mean, her talk is to be potentially ready for the Women's World Cup, so it can't be too far out. Um, it's not something, you know, if she was coming back the week before uh, the Women's World Cup, I don't think, you know, Canada would be necessarily ready to put a roster spot on that. So she's confident she can make it back for that. I wouldn't be surprised if she's back by um, late spring, but yeah, having Desi around is one. It's huge for the locker room too. Um, I, I can't tell understate how respected of a player she is and respected of a veteran she is um, among, um, among her peers, not just on the team, but around the league as well. Um, she won the ally award for, um, you know, one of the, the person who embodies teammate the best. I mean, we're talking a huge locker room figure for them. Um, so yeah, great to have her in for that aspect. And obviously the high quality added depth in the midfield as well. And like we, like I said earlier, you can't have enough, enough depth in a world cup year. Um, and so to have that in there, uh, I think it is really, really good because we're talking about a midfield that there's going to be some very, very good players that are going to be on the bench to start a game, uh, you know, throughout the season. Right. Um, and, and speaking of uh, injury recovery, what, what's what's the latest on Sam Ewis? 
Sam will, I, I would be shocked if Sam Mewis plays at all this year. Um, mm -hmm. They figured her contract a little bit from my assumption and get, this is um, the, the current are uh, forever um, uh, opaque <laughs> about their injury uh, stuff. Um, we, you know, we can try and get as much out of it as we can um, just reading between the lines and things that have been said um I I want to think that her injury might be a little bit similar to what Alan Polito faced and Gadi Kinda. Mm -hmm. And I think she finally elected to have the surgery that Polito did um after trying all last year to to bear through it and get through it and come back and it didn't work. And um they were talking a lot about fluid on the knee. And so I think I, you know, that's my speculation. Please, whoever is out there that can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, but I I do anticipate that she is put on the season ending injury list at some point. Um, I it would just be the smart move for them. Um, and if she does happen to make it back early, I believe there the league has a minimum day policy that you can uh that you have to be on that. And I think, you know, based on potential recovery time and all of that, they would potentially be able to bring her off. But who knows what that would look like coming off, um, you know, having the surgery and expecting to be out that long just kind of lends itself to being very similar to that Polito type injury, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, Sam, arguably one of the best players in the world, if not, you know, the, that conversation narrows down to maybe a top three or five when Sam is healthy and, and discussing who the best player in the world is. And, uh, I, it's it's so I, I'm sure it's frustrating for the club as well. Um, but these are things you can't uh, things that you can't control. And so um, Sam, I, I would be shocked to see her on the field for the current this year. They refigured her contract specifically for this reason. Um, and so so, yeah, I, I I hope to see her on the field sometime soon. I just don't know that it'll be in 2023. OK, and let's wrap it up with this thought. Um, <clears throat> you know, the. It's uh, the ownership group includes Chris and Angie Long, and uh, until you know recently, uh, Brittany Matthews Mahomes. Well, now mm -hmm. it's a pair of couples that are uh, that yes. the ownership group with Patrick Mahomes buying into the team. I mean, now the only it's ironically the only Kansas City team it seems that he doesn't have ownership stake in is the Chiefs, the one he plays for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know he's he's in, uh, he's bought into you know the Royals, Sporting KC, the KC Current. Um, mm -hmm. That's uh, you know it, it it makes for a great headline, doesn't it? Um, that that yeah. he's part of the ownership group and and it, you know I, I don't have the list in front of me. Part of the growing number of high profile athletes who have, have bought into teams uh, in professional yes. sports teams. Soccer mm -hmm. is is part of that as as well. Um, so good deal for Patrick Mahomes to to be there. He'll be at games. Uh, he he already was at games. And, yeah, and and then <clears throat> you'll see more of him. I think um, uh, when when, yeah. when his schedule allows. Correct, and I you know I it was cool. I think during their some their training camp they were out here um, for a sporting KC game or uh, maybe OTAs or something. He brought a, a bunch of guys out and I could see that happening for current games and all that. And so it's, it's always fun when you get to the stadium and you see a little bit more added security and then you see Brittany come through with Patrick and you're like, okay, yeah, that's who's coming, who's coming in the building today. But yeah, um, both of them, it, it's, it's always good to have some of that 
the high profile, high visibility ownership. And I also think Chris and Angie themselves have started to make themselves high profile with, um, you know, the investment that they've put into the city. People know who they are and people um, know what they're trying to do with the current. And, um, you know, I think for worldwide, for putting the current's name worldwide, it's good because it helped, you know, the Patrick Mahomes thing is going to catch uh, any outlet around the world um, at this point. Uh, the Mahomes reach goes very deep into even European soccer. Um, you know, you see some of the Halloween costumes and sure enough, there's somebody out there with the Mahomes jersey and the yeah. and the hair. So um, <laughs> the association with that just continues to help their global brand a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And of course, as you mentioned, raise, raise the profile a little bit further here in Kansas City as well. But, you know, I, I will be shocked if when Patrick Mahomes is done playing football, that he is not at some point a John Elway type or somewhere there in the ownership of the uh, ownership of the Chiefs as well. So um, he'll complete the uh, what's the the gauntlet from uh, the, the uh, goodness uh, the Marvel movie that's escaping me now. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, the Thanos uh, the Thanos uh, gauntlet there. Uh, once once he takes ownership of the Chiefs, maybe he can complete the gauntlet. Yeah, heck, and he wants to bring an NBA team here as well. So, uh, yeah, that, how, how cool would that be? But uh, that would be it. Would be incredible. As a a diehard Golden State Warriors fan growing up, I would love love some for the good, both the bad and the good years <laughs> out there. Uh, NBA would be a, a blast out here as well. No, no doubt about it. All right, Daniel, great stuff. Current doesn't play until March twenty fifth. Uh, so yep. uh, rest assured, we will have more conversations on the Kansas City Current, supporting Kansas City, the entire soccer scene here as well with, with Daniel before then. So um, safe travels, and uh, we'll talk again soon, Daniel. Yep, thanks. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for today and this week on Sports KC. Thanks to our production crew of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to star soccer writer Daniel Sperry for sharing his insights. Hey, today's morning sports edition was 37 pages, and it was loaded with local sports stories involving the Chiefs, the Royals, Mizzou, KUK State, in addition to all the national news, features, and commentary. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>